Hello and welcome back to the Bring a Mip podcast. Hello. Hello. I've had to recalibrate myself massively there because I was like, hang on, what are we doing? Because we, we've literally been on the mic for 20 minutes talking about like like critics and stuff. Mm. As per mm. my rant that some And this episode be. won't be anywhere near as good. Um, yeah, no, well, I don't know. No, that'll be <laughs> good. Um, so none of, none of you had seen this before, had you? No. Henry's no. Okay, that's first. Everyone's film, film first. first. We were um it's we Roy's were Hurst and Tom's Tilm Tursts. Oh the Tilm Tursts, this is the first Tilm Tursts. Oh my god. Yeah, and Henry's Hilmhursts. This will be structurally so so different then because um like because yeah. so what we were what we were kind of talking about and it does sort of it does sort of go into the the reason I was thinking about it even more, like the whole critics and uh, enjoyability actually being so separated nowadays i believe maybe it might it might be entirely but i'm just starting to suspect that the pattern um a film like a film like this and like so none of us had seen it before it's 1979 yeah 79 um and it's based on a musical rock opera thing that the who did before and mm. it's, it's that musical is based on like a bust up that happened in Brighton in like yeah. the nineteen sixties as well. Yeah, because okay. mod, so mods, mods and rockers was like fifties and sixties, so it's not set when it was made. Well, it's not just that because I asked my mum about it as well, and so and they were still around back. You know, was, think, when they grew up. Yeah. prominent in the fifties and sixties. Oh yeah. yeah but anyway, but anyway, so they're, they're obviously you could tell they weren't coming from a place of glorifying it. Um, no. Uh, but it was um, it was really interesting. So the whole I was watching this film certainly, and it did change um, in later on in the film. But certainly for we the haven't first even time, said what it is. Oh, of course, yeah, um, <laughs> quadrophenia. Yeah, quadrophenia. I've quadrophenia. just realised we haven't said it once at all. Anyone um, who knows Q. the film would have knew as soon as we said those gang names because I think yeah. it is quite yeah prevalent. We were um, we were struggling for Q, weren't we? We couldn't yeah. find the Q until we came across yeah. this. The only other one I could think of was like that sort of count is Quiet Place, but we've all seen that. So. Yeah, we've all seen that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so those, so I think it did change in the last hour in terms of like how how it would get his ratings or how it would get its merits um, from myself. Mm. But I did think in the first hour, um, it was actually just one of those films that if I was trying to write something academic and go, oh, that was genius or that wasn't, I'd have had virtually nothing to write down. But I was mm-hmm. literally enjoying most, most of it. Like it was, it was a constantly. From my perspective, I don't know how you feel about it yet at all. But from my perspective, it was enjoyable pretty much throughout, without even having a single thing that I was like, um, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by anything that it did from a filmmaking perspective. But it was just enjoyable and fun. And that was what I was thinking. That's what that's what film is. That's what film should be. But that's, yeah, I went that's interesting because I didn't really like it. Did you not? No, I. I find like the history surrounding mods and rockers itself quite interesting, but I was not interested for like eighty percent of the film in anything that was happening. Oh wow! I didn't. I thought. I thought the acting was very solid for the most yeah. part. I think, Phil Daniels was excellent. Yeah, was, yeah. that was yeah, yeah. Spotlight, huge. I spotlight. thought, I thought it was very well paced because it didn't drag and it didn't rush through any of it. I think the whole thing was done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I find it. I'm picking the things on filmmaking that Henry said he didn't even notice, but I think the filmmaking I've, bits were quite now you mention well it. done. Now you mention mm. it, yeah. That 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 probably is um, something that I could have identified yeah. it as. Um, but every single character I found extremely unlikable and very weakly fleshed out, and I didn't really like any of them. And I thought the film as a whole, it couldn't really hold my attention. I think wow. that the um, the weekly fleshed out thing was possibly on purpose because I mm. think this film is sort of about the whole like the flash in the pan sort of feeling you get from a big like mm. moment in time. It was more about what they were doing rather than who they were. Like it was the mods versus the rockers, and the, I, I mean their personalities were just like volatile. I think that would have been better exp- if that was the way they were trying to do it. I think that would have been better explored by not having one singular protagonist and then side characters if it was more of a group film i think that would have been better explored but if you're going to have the film focus put 99 percent of its focus on one character i think you need to flesh them out he he was fleshed out i think he got really no as as the film went on i think he got more and more fleshed out yeah i I thought the last like 10 minutes was the most i saw in it like when i don't remember what the girl's name was but when she rejected him maybe like last 20 minutes when she rejected him then he went um got his bike run over then he went and saw sting um i think that last like 20 minutes he got some character development but the first the first hour and 40 minutes i was just so uninterested in his character and i didn't like him at all i think i've just looked and it's got 100 percent on rotten tomatoes that is very because I looked. It does I, only I, have thirteen reviews. Oh, is it okay? That's yeah. um Still, well, audience score is eighty three percent. I I thought it might have been because I accidentally glimpsed IMDb while I was looking through the cast because I wanted to know the cast and I was very careful with my searches because I didn't want to know what anyone else thought. Um, but I, I'm quite surprised to see how high the. It says it was a musical. What the hell is that all about? Probably no, it's based really on a rock opera. It was produced by The Who, and The yeah. Who wrote, the, obviously, the album, yeah. Quadrophenia, around it. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not an actual musical. It's just got The Who songs littered throughout yeah. it. We're on music, by the way, and I'll, I know you were about to say something, Roy. The, the last sequence in terms of the music, I don't know why. I didn't like the music, but it worked so well with like his confliction and his like, oh like, my, there was, like highs. You didn't like, you didn't the, like music. the music? Oh, my God. Well, like the whole uh, film, or just that bit? No, just well, that bit—the bit I'm highlighting in particular. I didn't really think about the music that much. Well, the the uh, the song's called like "Rain Over Me" or something like that. Yeah, I yeah that it worked. Song. It worked perfectly with the scene. Which I mean, fair, I mean, maybe maybe it means in that instance I did like it because it made me feel a certain way, and that's what music's for. I don't think I'd listen to it by itself, but I like mean, in that almost. moment, in that moment, it works so well because I feel like it had the the sort of the slight euphoria, the doubt, the depression, all in there. I don't know if that even, well, even makes sense. Well, on the subject, that's another thing I liked because I love The Who, so the music mm. throughout, I loved. Yeah. I thought that last... So I, I was ready to say that the ending wasn't, wasn't really capturing me, but as soon as I started realising it, he was trying to relive, relive everything. Mm. Um, uh, and as soon as you saw him break down more and more often, his facial expressions were like incredible. Like That is like top 1% I, acting I've seen. I, I think that was the perfect ending for that. Just the yeah, crash and burn, and especially seeing the scooter break, just mm. sort of, it just made sense for, 
his character. Like it was we, just done for him. There was nothing left Sting for him. Scooter, though. I know. The was bell that, that was a big surprise seeing Sting in it. I was just like, what the fuck? He was oh, really I good. Had, I had the cover, I thought, so I knew he was in it. I um, thought he was I thought he was really menacing. I'd, I'd never yeah. seen Sting act before, but I yeah. think he brought, well, he's like, in that episode horror. of Friends. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. As I said, the acting as a whole was really brilliant. Ray Winstone was good in it. It's very weird seeing all these actors really young. Mm. Like Ray Winstone was like 24, 25 in it. It's, I just can't imagine him as anything other than like a 50 year old man. Quite a, yeah, an overweight 50 yeah. year old <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Mm, you'll have to, you'll have to redo that next year, Tom. What? Did it? will turn a year older. You have to imagine. Well, I, d- I don't know age. if he's. I don't know if he's fifty. Oh, okay. Well, when he turns, when he gets into his sixties, yeah, you've you got a job I to think, do, young man. I'll re-record. I think he. I think he is in his sixties now. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't even recognise it. I. I. I only re- saw it afterwards. I can't remember which character it would have been. He was um, the one blinded. who was. He was the one who was the rocker. That was his mate. His name was. Kevin, the one that yeah. they all started beating up, and he was like, "Jimmy, help me!" And then, oh, that's mad. Jimmy just ran away, and then you didn't see him again. I yeah. thought he was going to turn up in Brighton and yeah, do something. Same. I thought he was just. I thought I, well, when he went back to one of the houses at the end, I thought it was his house for a second, but it just turns out it was his parents' house again. But I thought yeah. he was be in it. Mm. There was um yeah. one. There was one shot in this film that I really liked. I was going to say it earlier, but the conversation moved on. You know when they're at the house party near the beginning, and oh, yeah. um, it's like this. It's circle. like a single. Sh- it's like a single shot going into each yeah. of the different rooms. Yeah, I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, another bit mm. of really good filmmaking. Yeah, Ooh. before it's time. Um, first of all, actually, I got two points. One's moving on from that, um, but. The the ending, I was going to mention it. Was it supposed to be ambiguous whether he jumped off with it or if he just let it fall? I, th- I think it was he jumped off, but they didn't have the budget to. He jumped off, the, so he died as well. I think yeah. that's what it's showing, but it didn't show it. I thought he, I thought he might. I, don't have, I thought they were trying to do some ambiguity and try and have it no. like, oh, maybe he maybe he jumped off, maybe he didn't. It no, was quite you far see, away. When it's just when it's just gone off the cliff, you do see him like. It's a POV, which is implier, but not necessarily. No, like, there's a wide shot. You can of, sort of see someone yeah, flailing around in the shot. air. Yeah, there's a wide yeah. shot of him and the thing flailing around after he's gone off the cliff. Okay. And then they just enough. don't show it again. I, I do remember thinking, and this, this might not be the best, but it was what I was thinking at the time. It was like, so you know that scene in Jaws where they're all talking um, in the boat? <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. I was, was going <laughs> to need more than that, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, whole yeah, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the scene in the boat where they were talking literally just in the cabin, it was very natural and we were all very highly yeah. complimenting of it. Um, it was, it was almost like that, but like as a, as a full length film, I thought most of the charm in the film was that it seemed like it was just minimal direction into or mm. minimal, minimal dialogue writing anyway. And that it basically just gave them, uh, there must've been some sort of chemistry building or something. Cause it was literally like a documentary almost mm. felt real, didn't they? Yeah. It felt so, yeah, it felt so, so real. It reminded me, obviously, it's not set in the Thatcher years, but it was made when she was Prime Minister. It reminded me of a lot of the Thatcher films that we watched at school, Rory. Mm, are um, you talking about I, the films I did my dissertation on, Tom? I might be, 
Did you no. hear on High Hopes and My Beautiful Laundrette? And I did. Sue I did. Bob too? Well. Yeah, yeah it, it, no, it definitely yeah. gives vibes to them, for sure. But it's, it's obviously those films are about, like... The working class. The working class and how they're treated in Thatcher's Britain. And obviously this film isn't set when she was in charge. But there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, and obviously well. it was made around the same time, so there's probably some influences there. I haven't seen the original musical, but it might have taken some influences. But I think so. One th- one thing I was just not really reassuring Bob too because I don't really like that film. But <laughs> I found myself, at least from memory, I remember myself being a lot more interested in High Hopes and My Beautiful Laundrette than I was in this. Um, Billy uh, Elliot, by the way, why. Billy Elliot also a factor film. I just need to get it in there before we move on mm. completely. Mm. But yeah, I just, I, think I just this... I found myself. I high hopes, especially. I thought it was a very. It's it's one of those films where nothing really happens. It's sort of a day in the life of someone. But I found mm. myself being a lot more invested in that story than I did in the this first... one. I don't know why. The first hour of this film is is quite like a laddie film. I think this is yeah. the sort of film like a. Like imagine in like the night in 1979, a load of mates could go to the cinema and laugh watching yeah. this. But then the fir- the second hour of the film sort of flips it on its head. So I yeah, I did prefer the second hour. I think mm. when you saw you needed the first died, hour, you needed it. Yeah, yeah you did. You can't just start. Build him up. Yeah, but I enjoyed that sort of his that like, having the world crumble around him basically because of his own decisions. Mm. And mm. I enjoyed that sort of consequences but i don't i don't i'm not i'm not saying i didn't like the film at all because what i've given it i might as well say it now i gave it a six out of ten which i think right i think is the i think is the lowest i've given any of the films that we've watched but it's still not like a bad film i remember what we have watched now what's what was (laughs) the other worst one um i think i gave a couple sevens to things like blade runner and you gave Kill Bill something quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I gave Kill Bill like a six and a half or a seven. I gave, I gave something a seven recently. Ooh. I just can't remember what we watched recently. Oh, don't worry, it's just yeah. uninteresting talking. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, six, well, you gave that a three out of five, so that translates, doesn't ah, it? The six, yeah. It's so annoying, yeah. films like that, when they end up doing an- annoying things while we're on A Thousand Years of Longing. Because no, we shouldn't be. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. But there, there were so many things I liked about that film. Like, I'll p- pleasantly rewatch loads of scenes, probably, and think about it in a positive way. Mm. They, oh, there's annoying stuff happens. Anyway, <laughs> right, moving on. So, I, I think I, I gave this film, and I wasn't sure. I think I was differing between two ratings, and then I was like, mm. okay, if they stick the landing, I'm getting them the higher one. And it did, so I'm giving it an eight. An eight? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you're on the right track. I think 7.5 for me. Because I love, mm-hmm. like, it felt like looking into a time capsule for me. I, I um, did like think this was your type of film, Rory. I was, while I was watching, I was like, Rory's going to like this. Yeah. This and England think, vibes or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely sort of a sucker for, mm. you know, a, a working class sort of mm. film where you get a view of just the normal person in England. Yeah. Um, and the Mods V Rockers thing, I, didn't, I don't know a huge amount about. My dad's told me a bit about before. Yeah. But... Um, that ending, especially with him driving along the side, is it Brian Rock? Is that what that's called? No, Brian Rock's assume... the um, the the like the suite, isn't it? 
Yeah. There must like be. Can... I'd, I'd assume it's not the cliffs of Dover because that's like... In Dover. Maybe it is. Well, that's a Brian, didn't how, it? How far yeah. is Dover from Brian? I don't know. No idea. That, I just think that shot of him driving along with the, the, the Who song in the background was beautiful. Mm, yeah. And the the ending made a lot of sense for what it was. I yeah. just, yeah. So, I did, for me... I literally... Sure. It got like an hour into the film and I was just like, he's going to kill himself at the end of this. And yeah. I was right. I, I thought did, he was, was, was going to overdose. When like he started getting all the like loads and loads of drugs, I was like, he's going to kill himself by overdosing. But The blueies. Yeah. Yeah. So the blueies. You kind, of, you kind of knew just by structure there was going to be a downfall, didn't you? But it was I also... There was going to be a downfall, but I didn't like... It's not like I was just like, there's a 100% chance... That the downfall is going to be this. I just sort of predicted it. Oh, but what I'm what I'm saying is like there's 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 all the variance usually is in how quick the downfall is. So like so mm. something like the firm, it was quite quick. So it was all I I'd say it was basically very high tempo, very not glorifying, but the sort of similar where he's on top for the whole film, and then something bad happens like right at the end. It is like a shock. Whereas with other films, it's more like a journey of a gradual... With Mm. other films, it's like a sort of a gradual downfall that sort of Mm. sometimes takes place over an hour or half an hour. So there is like variance there. And this one was kind of more like sort of half an hour. It wasn't wasn't very long, but it was quite... It it was well-paced again, like like Rory or Tom said. Yeah, very well-paced. I think once the moment it sort of hit him that he was on a downfall, it was, yeah, it was like half an hour, as you said. But I think the film itself, we were like led to believe we like knew the whole way through that there was going to be a downfall. Mm. Like it wasn't like this guy's going to have a happy ending. I don't think the film ever like tried to convince us of that. No, it's too much of a scumbag for that. I yeah. was quite lost in it though. I mean, if I'd have thought about it, yes, I'd have been, I'd have definitely predicted it. But I yeah. was kind of lost in it. But I didn't, mem- I don't mm. remember thinking. Oh, I wonder if that's coming. I usually do those kind of predictions when I'm bored. So I didn't see it. Like I didn't necessarily see it yeah, coming no, that's, straight up. That's yeah. I think that's actually a good point. Sometimes when you're a film, you're so completely engrossed in it, you don't even think about the end. You're just like, I don't want this to stop. I'm don't. I'm not even thinking about anything else. And maybe that's I why I was sort of predicting the end a bit more because I wasn't that engrossed in it. I, I thought the um, the acting in the scene where the the post. Uh, the was it the post office the truck post, or whatever? Yeah, the post. Yeah. Men. It, it, yeah. When 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 he hit his bike, I thought that was like so, like um, natural. Like the way yeah, he was like was very good. He, like he, his chin was quivering like a like a like a baby, mm. and he was and he was sort of trying to turn it into anger, but failing miserably. And mm. clearly, his front wasn't holding up. What is, uh, is is Phil Daniels was in EastEnders, wasn't he? Is that right? Not sure. I, I have no Sanders. idea. I feel like he was known for being in EastEnders. I, d- I don't know if I've seen him in any other like big films. Mm. I'm gonna have to. Well, if it. you carry on talking, I'll have a little look. He does look like he, he was in Chicken Run. Oh right, okay. Yeah, he's I'm, in... I'm just I'm just gonna put Phil Daniels EastEnders. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's he was Kevin Wicks. Things, he was in the Hatton Garden Job, that film that came out a few years ago. Mm. He's, he's like Misfits. Is he? He plays someone called Keith the dog in the first episode. I'm going to have to Google that. I don't remember that at all. But But um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I yeah, just there's... watching him the whole time. It's a bit like one of those, you know, is a no, and it's a very weird comparison again. But it's like one of those optical illusions where you're just honed in on one spot, and mm. everything else kind of happening around it and turning into something good. But I, I, ju- I just found myself, especially with the POV stuff, like that party was the first time I noticed it. I don't know how often it occurred because, again, I wasn't being academic with it. Um, but it did feel like you were kind of just staring at this this sort of captivating and charismatic bloke like the whole time. Mm. And I know you said he was unlikable, but I mean, charismatic and unlikable are, I think, yeah, pretty much different mutually things. exclusive things. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Cool. Hey. Oh, um, also, oh. I just want to say this because I'm on IMDb now. Um, Sting was in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Forgot about that. Was he? I forgot. We didn't speak about Sting that much, did we? He played um, JD. I'm not going to remember who that is. Yeah, I don't really remember the character, but apparently he was in it. Um, he's in Zoolander 2. He played Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. He, they, he yeah. like, he does the uh, they they're doing the I can't remember blue steel off whatever the yeah, thing is yeah the pat off I think he comes yeah, out and officiates blue it. steel yeah yeah I, I heard they they tried to get him they tried to get him to act as someone different but he was he was too egotistical so he said no I'm going as myself which fair enough wow. yeah uh, funny uh, his son there that'd have been good his story was quite interesting actually I I know we touched on it kind of briefly mm. I thought it was quite. It was quite um, interesting that he his first appearance was like as a jealousy thing, and then yeah. he actually turned out to be quite a cool member of the gang yeah. in terms of, oh look, he's um like charismatic, he's he's good at the violent part or whatever, um, and then he was like he was like giving him a cigarette in the um in the in the van, yeah, and then and, and then he turned and then he turned out he's a bellboy, yeah, and he was getting and like. And, and his whole like halo effect thing just shattered. I wonder, he was like, he, I wonder if he thought that he didn't have a job at all. I think he thought he was rich, didn't yeah, he? Well, like, he, he had, like, I think he, yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 he was flirting. Yeah, yeah. He gonna, he's going to pay his thing off right now. Yeah. I think it was the last thing that shattered his illusion of yeah. what that whole weekend was. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was, yeah, that was all very cool and symbolic. Yeah. Anyway, right. is that it? I, I think would, so. Yeah. That's I a would, short episode, actually. Yeah. Ratings to be a bit different, but they're I, actually relatively close together. I don't know what I was expecting. I, I kind of expected it to be like a a critic thing, and therefore yeah. I expected both of you to enjoy it more than me, even. Um, but mm. no. Yeah. No, Decent. Don't, 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 don't make a nice cover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, bloody hell. Maybe you're the real critic snob. Yeah, definitely not. Because mm. I hate Ari Aster horror films, so I don't know where um, I stand. No, you don't. You hereditary. like, um, yeah, you like Hereditary. No, I, I didn't like the film. I just thought the acting was amazing. Well, oh no, Hereditary's brilliant. I don't know. I remember you, we watched that together yeah. before Game of Thrones, and you did Game like of Thrones. it. You loved it. Yeah, because you were the, the only acting. one that said you liked it. Yeah, mainly no, the acting. It, the horror, the horror wasn't very good. The horror was well done, I thought. Not, a it lot wasn't more, scary. A lot more I like horror scary films to be scary. scary. The, end, the end was scary. The end was yeah. very creepy. And a bit, cre- in, yeah, it's a kind bit of creepy. in his room where her head like rolls towards him. 
There were bits of that, that film that were really good, but it was mostly based around the acting, like the from Tony Collette. Like the dinner the Shadow- table scene carries so hard, uh, along with the scene where he gets in bed and the desk scene in the school, all so those kind of things. Te- like you know, he actually it. broke his nose. Yeah, I know about that, Tom. Thank you. Mm. All, right. all of the, all of the. Uh, I mean, for that trivia, Tom's when, corner. You know when he hears things in the background, like he hears the wailing of the witch and stuff. That mm. was creepy. That freaked me out a bit. I thought that was well done. In terms I, was, of that's what I, was, I thought even if you don't like the way the film went, I think it's one of the scarier modern horrors. One of the scarier yeah. horrors of all time, I'd say. I don't know. Even that Spanish one we watched, I thought was more scary. I can't, I can't remember what it was called. I think I've watched enough horror films to like for me to go, okay, that was more scary, that was more scary, even if they're worse films. I just wish good horror films could also be scary. Yeah. Um, sinister. Yeah, that's like, Sinister's like peak horror for me. Sinister is really good. It's really very good. Yeah. But the, the, I mean, uh, the, narr- the narrative and the story was like kind of all right. What about House of the Witch? House okay. of the Witch. I'm trying to remember now. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna yeah. say that, that definitely that definitely resonates in my head as something wasn't good. Mm. Do, you remember, yeah. do you remember the "Don't Care" shirt? I just he had a shirt I, on that said "Don't yeah. Care." The main <laughs> bit I remember is just the pan up into the ceiling, like something was going to happen, and it like, <laughs> like oh yeah, 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 and then well, nothing that happened. That uh, yeah. there, there was also the gate to the the witch thing. And it said, keep out. And it had loads of warning signs, but it just opened. <laughs> oh, God. oh, Darryl, we need to do another shite film night. Yeah, let's do that That's again. Was, I've been saying that for weeks. I love that. I probably wouldn't have ignored that because I loved... I've literally said it at least twice. I'm going to, I'm going to look back on the archives and see if okay. I ignored it. Right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for Bye. coming. We're going to chat off Bye. camera. Off, off, off um, microphone. Bye. <laughs>